Hey, everybody. Welcome to our episode 10, November 19th, Change the Way You Think, Change Your Life. And for those of you who don't know, we grabbed that directly from Romans 12, too. Um, we're excited that Thanksgiving's just around the corner, and so that is our question for today. Uh, I, I'm going to give credit to Tommy. This is really Tommy's question. <laughs> and Tommy's question was, uh, what is your favorite Thanksgiving life hack? And so I'm going to go to Lori first. Lori, yeah. what is your favorite Thanksgiving life hack? Well, let me just preface this by saying that I was told this question like 30 seconds ago. <laughs> <laughs> so my favorite life hack is the morning after Thanksgiving, I don't have to make breakfast. I have pumpkin pie, I have whipped cream, and I have coffee. And that's nice. Nice. I think there's a lot of people, you're not alone in that. <laughs> Tommy? Yeah. Uh, this is a safe place to have those conversations. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, uh, so for our life hack, this is something that we started doing a couple years ago, and it's been huge for cleanup because I will tell you at my household, I'm not, I don't cook. I'm a sous chef. I'm a cleanup guy, chop guy. But uh, there's like these like bags you can cook turkeys, like the, like the, like the thin like bag. So, so you cook your turkey, but then it's like in this like little bag thing. Oh, yeah. yeah. So like, like your your dishes aren't quite as dirty. Ah, so that's yeah. a good that's a yeah. good hack. Mine, of course, is going to have to be food related. For anybody who knows me, that's not a surprise. Uh, and and I love pumpkin pie, but they'll tell you around here that if there's chocolate in an office, I will <laughs> sniff it out. I will eat it several times a day. So my hack is uh, one year I was determined to have chocolate in my pumpkin pie. So what we figured out to do is you put about a half a cup to a cup of chocolate chips mm-hmm. in the bottom of the crust before you pour in the pumpkin pie filling yeah. you cook it and it becomes this little thin layer of chocolate between the pumpkin and the crust and it's fantastic so if you haven't tried that you can bake your pumpkin pie as normal just put some chocolate chips in the bottom before you pour the filling in okay you I know like tom it. i love chocolate but i'm not convinced about this <laughs> quite yet <laughs> you haven't tried it yet sure so today's topic we're going to talk about community in the context of care and I know that uh, I know Tom. You, you talked a lot about the continuum, the continuum of care, and uh, and I know Jim's talked about continuum community. So uh, we just kind of want to talk about community, the importance of community. What does that mean in the context of care? How do we how do we engage and have community in care? So uh, the first thing I just kind of want to briefly talk about is why do we do community? Like like and and we look and we see that uh, first of all we look at Jesus. We we accept that the Bible is true point to Christ and what is his demonstration for us. And he demonstrates community and the importance of having this, this body of believers uh, working as one properly. Yeah, you know, the scripture is pretty clear that we wouldn't be very effective if our whole body was an eye or if yeah. our whole body <laughs> was an ear. And so one of, one of the sort of the... I'll say easy. I think one of the go-tos for us as Christians is to remember that we all bring something unique and special to the body. Talents, ways God made us. He's fitted us to to be the gospel and the and the good message to the people in our circles. So I think one of the the beginnings of good community or the reasons for community is because we all bring something different. But I'd follow that up with saying that God created us for interdependence. Yep. He didn't he didn't make me self sufficient. 
sufficient. Mm-hmm. I'm self-sufficient in some things, but I need, uh, you know, you look at uh, what's been happening during the pandemic, and and I know this is kind of a, a serious note for a minute, but we're seeing the rate of suicides, drug use. Yeah. Uh, literally, they ran out of antidepressants for a while. Mm-hmm. We just see from evidence that we're made to be with one another, to be in community. We're yeah. not meant to isolate, to be alone. So God really did design us to come together. Yep. Yeah, and and the other good thing too is I like about uh, uh, I, I like to remind people is that this is a safe place. Like I I know we can have some. Uh, uh, Lord, you want to talk a little about like the the conversations and the importance of like confidentiality and just like some of the tough questions. I know that you've seen it even in your class. We provide a safe place. We this is a place where you know you can say what you feel, what you think, and it won't go anywhere. Um, it's a place where people have have been where you're at and can and can understand and commiserate and and walk with you. Yeah, I think when we say safe. Uh, it's important to unpack that, you know, if if we were to believe that you were going to be of harm to yourself or others, we are we are mandated uh, and we would want to to warn. But aside from that, it, church ought to be a place uh, not where we go uh, cleaned up, but where we go to get cleaned up. Yeah. You know, yeah. if we had all of our problems solved uh, and we didn't uh, and we were self-sufficient, what's our need for Christ? And so I remind people that that this is this is a hospital. This is a place for people who are, are hurting, who are ill, who need help. And if we can't be safe here, I'm not really sure where safety would be. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. And then uh, the other thing, too, is uh, so as you come here, as we're, as we're talking about community, and then the importance of understanding that the transformation can and will and does happen. And yes. so we, we see a lot of that, you know, we, you know, and it begins with just praying with and for each other and, and deepening our relationships, uh, encouraging one another and just having that Christ centered healing. Absolutely. I, we were talking, we always try to have a little discussion prior to recording the podcast to just kind of get clear on the points we want to make, but we also don't over plan because we want it to be spontaneous. And one of the things in our discussion, uh, was that, community is not always easy either. Um, as we know, uh, personalities often conflict. Uh, we're not going to like everybody, uh, but but it's principles before personalities. Mm-hmm. It's really about God often uses that friction and that conflict, which we've been talking a lot about as a staff, positive conflict and what good can come out of that. God uses that to form us, to sharpen us. You know, if, you, if you've ever seen iron sharpening iron. There's a lot of heat, a lot of friction, a lot of sparks, and it's loud. Mm-hmm. And and sometimes those of us who struggle with conflict, maybe we've been hurt in our life, we see that as signs that community's not working or it's not a safe place. But if but if we are following what Christ has called us to and we're doing things in love and truth, uh, conflict can be very, very uh, growth propelling. We That will be how we are transformed. I think another reason community is sometimes not easy is I think about myself. I'm sort of introverted by nature. And just thinking about um, church services for the last few months. I've sat on my couch in my pajamas drinking my coffee. I haven't had to talk to anybody, and it's been, it's been great. <laughs> and it's it's been a little hard for me to think about coming back to church and and all the people. and But I, I know that, that we're called to do that. I know that it's healthy. I know that it's good for me. Um, so sometimes it's it's harder for people for other reasons. Yep. And I think that's a really good point, Lori, because 
we can't have one without the other. There's a time for uh, time alone and reflection and time just you and the Lord. And then there's a time for community. And I think it's the balance. Right. Um, Lord made us the way we are. Uh, I'm an extrovert. I love being an extrovert. My wife is an introvert and I love her dearly. And we just have to know how we're wired and find that balance. And so I, I think you're absolutely not alone. I think there are probably a oh, lot of people sure. in, in <laughs> your camp, Lori, that are going, wow, I can pet my dog and I can, you know, I can watch uh, the service and I can mm-hmm. pause it if I need to and go refill my cereal bowl or, or yeah. whatever it is. Right. But don't let that deter you from finding, and I think Tommy's going to talk a little bit more about this, but there are other ways to have community, life groups, support groups. We're, we're big here in, in the care ministry about, you know, connect to a, a support group. That's community. Uh, community comes in all shapes and sizes. Yep. Well, and the other thing, too, is that, uh, you know, a lot of folks, they'll, they'll come and, you know, uh, or maybe they, they, they're, they're leery, um, excuse me, they're leery about coming because maybe they're, they're fearful. Maybe there's anxiety. Maybe, you know, it could be that Satan is, is, is pointing things in the back of your head. How can you show up as a Christian? You're struggling with this. You're a hypocrite, you know, or whatever. It's like, no, no, this is a safe place. And, and there, you're going to find other believers uh, who are there in these groups who are, who are, who are different ways, different places along their walk. Plus, you're also going to have leaders who, who have been in your shoes, and, they know, and they, they've seen the victory uh, over those challenges. We're very fortunate to have a leadership here at Northside that believes firmly that it's okay to not be okay. Um, certainly, we want to see people heal. We want to see people move past their hurts, habits, and hang-ups. But at any one time, there are a lot of folks that are struggling, and we recognize that that's all the more need to to come to church. You know, I think Tommy shared last week or week before on on the podcast about sometimes when we least feel like doing something, that's when we most need to go. Yep. And I and I would encourage you that that's the same with church. You know, um, God is doing something in us typically when we're resistant, right? That that we that He's he's urging and encouraging change. And it's that sort of discomfort for me that has become uh, a sort of a, a, a flag telling me that that's the case. And so when I least feel like doing something, that's when I most need to do it. Yep. And, you know, one of the great things, I've only been at Northside for about two years. And when we visited the church for the first time, I was blown away by the small feel of such a large church. And what that came from was the care, compassion, and warmth that I was uh, immediately aware of in coming in the door. And and uh, it's easy for me to say now because I'm on staff here and I've been here for a couple years, but that is honestly one of the deciding factors of moving here, coming on staff, and being a part of this church. Because if you can take 6,000 people and make it feel like it's a church of 500, Christ is moving. Yeah. He's here. Well, and and, and I, I I love that you touched on that because I, I I try to tell people too. It's you know especially newer folks who maybe not uh, for whatever reason they're they're not engaged in community. It's when you when you when you're you're looking at the three C's that we hear a lot from our leadership and from Nate and from the stage. Uh, when when we're in that community, uh, it's it immediately makes things feel smaller. You start seeing people you recognize at one service or another or different events. Lori, you're always good at the kind of the particulars of things. We've talked a lot about community today. Um, can you just kind of break down for us some of the ways people can get involved with community here, yeah. the different aspects of community within the church, and even more specifically within care ministry? 
Uh, sure. Well, the first way is just show up on care night, um, meet some people, get to know some people. Um, we have several different support groups people can be part of. We have celebrate recovery. Um, and as far as, you know, the church in general, um, serving is a great way to step in, um, whether yeah. it's care night specifically, or just, you know, the church as a whole, um, it's a great way to just to be connected to people and feel like you're a part of things. I know, you know, we've got first impressions. We've got our volunteers in the living room. We've got our prayer team. Um, we we have, um, like Lori was saying, a myriad of ways to yes. serve. And yep. uh, there's something about serving that creates a sense of ownership. Yep. I, I uh, This is nothing against anybody who's not serving, but I hope it's encouragement to serve, that the church will take on a new life and a, and a depth for you when you roll up your sleeves and kind of get involved and what happens here and become a part of that. And um, community is about that belonging and that connection. And so we were talking again before we got started that even if you just had a toe in what's going on, Mm -hmm. there's a connection piece there. And so people will go, well, all I do is stand at the door and I greet. You don't know how important that is Mm -hmm. and how, how much people are going to begin to look for your face at that door during that service. And just that alone makes them feel like they're a part of. So I want you to know that when we say there's a continuum of community, we mean it. There are all different levels to be connected and to know people. When we're talking about serving, something I'll never forget is when I first started coming here, started being involved in church, I signed up to serve communion. Mm -hmm. And the person who was helping me out said, now you get to serve. Mm. And that just kind of struck me because it's, it's an honor and a privilege to, to serve Christ and to serve in the church. Honestly, some of my favorite memories of Northside is, is literally like, especially in those like really tough transition periods where we didn't have permanent seating, you know, as weird as it sounds is stacking chairs after the last sun- service on Sunday and just, you know, just, just getting after it. So Sometimes our faith is like an invisible boat and we don't see it till we start rowing. Yeah. And, I, and I really <laughs> yeah. feel like, when you serve, you see something differently. Mm-hmm. You feel something differently, and you have a camaraderie with people uh, that you don't always have if you're mm-hmm. only attending services. Sure. Yep. Well, uh, as we get ready to wrap up, again, we, we've talked a lot about our different uh, uh, different ways to get plugged in, next steps, things like that. Uh, we would love to, to hear from you if you have any questions or if there's anything you want to know more information about. Um, uh, but if you just kind of want to touch on a few things, uh, Lori, as far as like ways we can get plugged in. Well, I think Lori talked about that, but I know she also wanted to uh, talk about, um, and I'll say it now and then kind of lead Lori yeah. in, but that is right now it's it's hard sometimes to be together physically. And so if, oh, you're, yeah, li- yeah, if yeah. you're listening and you feel like, well, I'd like to do community, but is it safe? Are there other ways? Lori, oh, I know you. Oh, sure, absolutely. I mean, the um, the pandemic, when this first happened, we were sort of scrambling around as a staff to to figure out how to get our online presence um, up and running, which we already had that, but to perfect it and just make it better. But, um, of course, we show our services at every service time, 5 mm-hmm. on Saturday, 9.30 and 11.30 on Sunday. It can be part that way. There's, there's even kind of a, a chat during the, the sermon where you can mm-hmm. connect with people that way. Um, the kid side does online things. Um, there's there's online Bible studies, um, and and I would even say moving into the holiday and thinking about your loved ones. You know, as 
as you we've we've talked in the last couple of weeks about thinking, and I know there's been a lot of push, especially on on media and social media, about not gathering as families right. because mm-hmm. we're we want to slow or stop the spread of the pandemic. And so, looking at you know, make food and drop it off on somebody's doorstep. Uh, get on FaceTime or Zoom and do a virtual Thanksgiving together. Yeah. Um, call one another. Record something and send it to somebody for email, what, whatever yeah. it takes. Sure. I, I think sometimes, well, if we can't be together, then we can't have community. And we've kind of established that Christ has called us to community. So it's on us if we can't do it in the traditional sense to find a way to be a community. Right. Absolutely. We, as a family, we did Easter over Zoom. And it mm-hmm. was, you know, a learning curve and it was different, but everyone was engaged. The kids yeah. weren't off in the corner on their phones. Everyone was focused on each other. You know, and you think about some of the things you hear about dropping meals off to neighbors, uh, the drive di- drive-by celebrations. Mm-hmm. We haven't done those things as a society for a long time. It's something new and it's it's mm-hmm. a new way to connect that that's, can be more meaningful because it's something different. I, I will say it, it, it works really well. I remember being in the army uh, I was like 10 years ago, 15 years ago. Uh, I was early on in my career and uh, we were in California and we were doing Skype. And <laughs> I can't remember if it was my parents or Jill's parents or I don't know. But I remember thinking, I was like, we could almost have them babysit the kids. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, uh, and I mean, that, that, that went in and it came out for about just a couple seconds. I'm like, that's not a good idea. So, but uh, but it really, it, it, there's a lot you can do. Well, so. I, I want to remind everybody of Galatians 6, 2, and that is bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. I mean, that, that really does kind of wrap uh, everything we've said in today's uh, podcast uh, into a, a good thought. So I'll say that one more time. Bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. Um, I want to pray with you. Uh, again, we're getting close to Thanksgiving. We're getting into sometimes the most beautiful time of the year and sometimes the most stressful. So we say here, prayer is primary. Heavenly Father, um, we are so uh, grateful to be able to come to you and to uh, reach listeners, uh, some folks that are listening from places like Russia. Uh, it just just cool. Just uh, getting to be a part of what you're doing, Lord, is awesome. I'm, I'm so grateful for our church, our leadership, our care team here, and all the folks that volunteer and make what we do happen. Lord, I ask a blessing on each and every one of them and their family. Lord, just watch over them, be with them this week. Um, Lord, help us to reach out to one another. It's not just one person's mm-hmm. job or a few people's job. We're all meant for and called to community. Help us to connect, to connect in a meaningful way, and to truly carry each other's burdens. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, thank you, guys. And, uh, again, join us every Thursday morning at 7 a.m. Like us, follow us on Facebook, follow us on Spotify, subscribe on Apple's podcast. Love you guys. See you next week.